0: welcome to this week's episode of the Retirement Readiness Podcast. As always, we have Tim Reagan, the founder of Prairie View. Hey, Katie. And I'm Katie Umland, the head of marketing here. So thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, This week, we wanted to have a super bright topic conversation. (laughs) It is is so uplifting. (laughs) I
1: cannot wait to dig into this. (laughs) Uh,
0: We wanted to unfortunately talk about dealing with the loss of a spouse in retirement.
1: Well, and I guess though, I guess the light part of that is, you know, I've been married 25 years through, in a couple of weeks, and you know, <laughs> so, there are some days when counting, you're like, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, yeah. But and that, like, I, I never think like lost, like she passed away, but like maybe I could just lose her at the mall or something, <laughs> yeah. you know, like or, for
0: like a weekend. Yeah, yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> which, which she feels that some. way, like way more about me than <laughs> yes, I do about her. I'm sure. Definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she got the short end of the stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> um. Well, I guess we just kind of wanted to to chat through. Um, there's several different pieces of what what goes into losing a spouse in retirement versus before retirement. um it, what what are the differences? You know, before retirement versus in retirement.
1: Yeah, well, and, and obviously, you know, this is this is a topic that nobody really wants to to talk about. Nobody really wants to think about. But what what typically happens is uh, if I'm pre-retirement, I kind of have a sense of what my risk is. Like I think about our family, uh, Sarah being a stay-at-home mom, that's been her profession her entire career. Uh, if something were to happen to me, she's left thinking about, man, how do how does income come in and what happens to the business and those things, it's kind of clear. As people get into retirement, however, sometimes those lines start to become less clear uh, and they don't really think about sometimes those risks that they have uh, from a professional or from a... Uh, money kind of a perspective. And so when we look at that, sometimes that we have to remind people that there are real risks there. And, uh, it's not just, uh, the physical, am I, or the emotional, I'm losing a spouse and, and all that stuff. There really is some financial risk there as well. And, and so the biggest, transition that we see is many times people get to retirement think oh let me check that off the list i don't need life insurance anymore they're not working anymore you know that stuff but they don't think about well if something happens i'm going to lose some income based on social security going down i'm Mm -hmm. going to potentially you know it's not as much anymore but there are still people with pensions that they might lose some pension income and so there's real financial risk um that happens even in retirement that sometimes people just don't think about
0: so going back to kind of that um the life insurance piece how does that work when you retire i guess like does that just naturally do you have to like close that account do people still hold on to those accounts
1: yeah so uh yeah good question so there's really kind of different types of insurance uh one of the one of the types is what's called term insurance which only lasts for a term of time uh but then there's other types that are what we would consider permanent insurance, which come in different varieties. Sometimes it's whole life. Sometimes it's universal life. But when we say permanent insurance, it's designed to be there for the rest of your life. So, for example, in our situation, uh, I have some of that permanent insurance because there's there's things that Sarah and I want to do long term that we want permanent insurance to do. But I also have a real Kind of a boatload of term insurance because as we talked about, the big financial risk is between now and when I retire, Mm -hmm. but then that kind of goes away at that point. Some of it does at least. Um, but we still have some of that permanent insurance to help cover some of those other things. Like, you know, for example, social security, one of the considerations is, uh, you'll lose the lesser of the two social securities when one of your spouses passes away in retirement. So when you think about that, uh, you know, if you're used to just, Saying I have five thousand dollars a month in social security income, and now a spouse passes away, and I only have three thousand dollars a month in social security Mm -hmm. income, that's a pretty big loss that you have to kind of account for and think about.
0: Again, do I sell the house and downsize? Do I?
1: Well, that's a whole different conversation, right? Like, yeah, uh,
0: that it starts opening the door to a lot of.
1: Well, and and really, what we try to do the same. You should have the same hat on. In our opinion, the same hat on as before you retired. Of Selling the house and downsizing should be a lifestyle choice, not a forced into sure. I have to do this choice uh, you know the idea is that you want to try to set your spouse up in a way that they can continue to have the the retirement that you guys wanted, uh, really whether it's one or two, one or two. Uh, and and not have money be the reason why things have to change
0: sure so outside of the obvious things, the emotional loss, the financial loss. What are some of those hidden Things that people might not think about.
1: There's lots of them. Uh, it's kind of like, I think about it like the, the problem behind the problem. You know, you, you, think of like the big things. So as an example, you know, if I have a, a sink that's leaking, uh, it's very obvious. I have to get that leak fixed, get a plumber out, get the leak fixed. But what I maybe not, am not thinking about the problem behind the problem is that where that was leaking now has dripped into the basement and has created, uh, yeah, and- or some other issue, right? And so, Uh, Many times what we'll see is, I hate to say it this way, but it's almost like the wrong spouse dies first, where you have a couple and they fully expect and they put all these plans together that say Mm. the husband's going to die first. And then he doesn't, and the the wife passes away first. Mm. And now and it's, he has uh, no it's, idea how
0: to turn the washing machine on.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> you know, we we had one couple uh, that uh, <laughs> that the wife had passed away first. They did not expect that. And this was back when he still got checks and, and everything. And he went to deposit a social security check, and the bank refused it because the signatures didn't match. Because he had never signed it. Signed, signed the back of his check <laughs> to deposit. <it> was always <laughs> her. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, so. It, it, we, we spend time having to teach them how to write a check, <laughs> okay. how to de- balance a checkbook, oh, you know, yeah. that stuff. So, so part of it is that. Uh, but even beyond that, what we find is, uh, and you probably have seen it, whether it's a church or you know other places, where I like to think of it as two halves make a whole. You know, there are times when you see that older couple that might be maybe in their late 80s or so, and you're know, like, man, I don't know how they do it. And it's each individually could not, right? But between the two of them, the two halves make a whole. And now, when one passes away, they don't realize that the half can't survive on their own in the house doing the or things don't that they're doing. Want to. Don't want to, all kinds you of know, stuff. It's you like know, I have
0: a broken heart.
1: Oh yeah. Oh well, and that's yeah. the other thing for sure. Uh, well, and when you think about that uh, from a from a social perspective, many times as people retire their social network over the years becomes smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now all of a sudden, if you're older uh, and in retirement for a while and your your partner in life passes away, your social network is like Nothing. gone practically. Yeah. And so now uh, many times that's the conversation where you say, is it time to start looking at some sort of community living mm-hmm. uh, to where you can have a built-in social network, whether you physically need it or not, sometimes having that social.
0: Or even before – one of the spouses passes away. Maybe that's a conversation you're having about retirement. Hey, what does our retirement look like? If one of us does pass away, is, does that change. And should we start there?
1: hundred <laughs> you know, percent. Yeah.
0: Do we want to be in a community um, versus not? I, I think about that often. Like you said, kind of the wrong spouse dying first, like m- our mom is set up to live to be 95 at least. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so I kind of feel like I'm set up to be 95 and Alex Is not, (laughs) but that's just what I have in my head. And I think all the time, like, I assume that's what's going to happen, but what what if if it doesn't? doesn't? Yeah,
1: yeah, no, for sure. (laughs) Well, and, and there too, you know, I even think about, you know, a lot of times, uh, there are all of those things that when you're, when you're married for a long time, you just become a machine that works together seamlessly. Mm-hmm. You just know who does what. You don't know what they're doing. You just know it gets done, right? Yes. And I always go back to uh, right after Dad died, and you were still you were, were living brother at and home. sister. Oh, oh is that, would forget. that be helpful? Yeah, 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 always yeah. Always <laughs> That would be helpful to let people know. Now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and so uh, I remember right after Dad died, and you were going home. uh You were at home with Mom at the time, and you called. And they're like, "Hey, Ma, do you need me to?" Bring anything or pick anything up. She's like, "Yeah, bring a boy home." (laughs) And uh, and, and you're like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, we have a mouse in the skimmer. (laughs) We need a boy to remove the mouse, right?" Yeah. Uh, And uh, and so it's like the little things that you don't really plan for for or think about, and those are the unexpected things that now it's not that you can't overcome them, but it's harder when you're in retirement to overcome those things. Uh,
0: And you're already older, and you're already feeling more vulnerable potentially or um, yeah, I think often, like you said, you don't even know what the other person's doing because it's just worked for 50 years. And so you don't even realize, Uh, I think about all the time, Alex does everything with our finances really. And I have no involvement. I mean, if I wanted to know, he'd tell me, but Mm -hmm. I don't really want to (laughs) know. He has stuff he doesn't want to know that I'm doing. I don't even know. Our passwords for
1: yeah exactly half the
0: things and it's like I don't even know what he's doing and that can be feel scary.
1: Well, and, and a lot of times, I mean, it, the kind of a shameless plug for us, but uh, that's where a financial advisor many times can come in and can be the conduit between spouses to where you know a lot of times we'll see uh, clients sit down and one of the biggest values that we add is in saying you know if you have anything that goes wrong, all you have to do is come here and. We will help take care of this, right? Now, we're not taking your passwords, yeah, that, right. uh, <laughs> but but we can help you to know here's where all of your assets are. Here's how it's working right mm-hmm. now and, and can help to smooth that to be a conduit there, Uh
0: and if that fails, just have a book of knowledge.
1: Yeah. Oh, so. exactly. Well, and, and with that, you know, it's funny that you say that, uh, that's a project we, that has been on my mind for a long time at our house that I actually started, uh, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, and I just, it's a file on our computer that's called Tim's Brain Dump. Yeah. Uh, so that if there's an, and it, and it includes all kinds of stuff. It's not just the money stuff. Uh, you know, we happen to use a password keeper if uh, if you're not using a password keeper not sure what that is that's a great way to kind of solve the problem that you're talking about Katie where you know you just the spouse just has to direct you to here's where it's at yeah. uh we happen to use one password but there's lots of them out there that are that are reputable uh and so then by logging in I, all I have to do is in my note tell Sarah how to log in and then she has access to, to everything. To everything. Uh, but it's even silly stuff. Like you talk about the pool, uh, you know, laying out my weekly program with the pool so that yeah. she knows what chemicals, chemicals to add when, you know, that's something I accumulated over 20 years of owning a pool. Uh, why have her started zero type of stuff. And you
0: know? if you don't want to do any of this, this is how much it costs to have somebody yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> come well, into it for you.
1: Well, <laughs> and, and as you say that it, it really does become that because it turns into uh, over time, I've also developed relationships with vendors. Yeah. And so, you know, hey, if you don't want to do this, here's who I think you should maybe look to mm-hmm. uh to do those things, just so that if something ever did happen, it, it's much easier. And, and what happens is as people get to retirement age, that almost gets even worse because a lot of times as you think about uh what you're doing in retirement you're doing gardening and housework and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, maybe you used to have the the lawn always mowed by a service when you were working, and then you retired and you're like, oh, I like mowing the lawn, let me do that again. Well, now where do I start where to was, get somebody, right. you know, that kind of stuff. And so uh, I think that, that when you are when you lose a spouse pre-retirement versus post, there are some very real differences that happen that, that you should be aware of.
0: Well, and even going back to, you know, those vendors, even just writing kind of trusted sources down in, yep. your book of, in your book of knowledge, like, you know, if I have a question about the furnace, this is who I who first I call, talk, yep. talk to, or this guy always tries to upsell, you yeah. know, or, <laughs> yeah. or kind, no, of whatever, exactly. kind of going through all those, um, listing out those different.
1: Yeah. The well, unfortunately, fortunately, in our house, you know, Sarah handles most everything, so yeah. I don't that, that book of knowledge is on Your my book part. is this yeah. big Yeah, this yeah. This yeah. no, exactly. Uh, you know, in, which which if, uh, is, is kind of funny because the kids always know if Sarah's not around for a while, they're like, uh, this, this ain't is, how this the goes. Uh, yeah. The wheels are falling yeah. off. The wheels are
0: falling
1: off. They tell me frequently, uh, yeah, we know why mom stays home now and uh, you go to work because yeah. this just doesn't work, so... Uh.
0: Um, okay, but what about some mistakes that you often see people making? Like what what feels like the most kind of detrimental that you see or?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so the, I think there's a couple of things. Uh, and, and the the mistakes kind of fall into two different camps. The first one is kind of what we are talking about. What mistakes happen pre-spouse passing mm-hmm. away, right? Uh, but then the other mistakes that, that can happen is post-somebody passing away. And there, what we find many times is, uh, a spouse that starts making decisions too soon.
0: It kind of goes uh, into panic.
1: Mode. Yeah. Well, and not even panic, but what, what we've found, uh, is that, you know, many times when you lose somebody important to you, uh, you can feel like you are there. You can feel like, man, I'm sharp. I'm making decisions. I know what I'm doing. Uh, and then you, you wake up 12 months later and you're like that 12 months was a blur. Yeah. I don't even know where I you was. You feel at. like you like,
0: were in your right mind. You do. Yeah.
1: And and then you're like I don't even remember chunks of that time period. Yeah. Uh and so what our encouragement is for any big decisions, there is no rush. Put off the big decisions for 12 months. Uh give big yourself decisions
0: like downsizing your house. Yeah, do
1: I sell the house? Do, do I, I do I start like okay my spouse has passed away and uh maybe i had an insurance policy that they left for me i'm going to give all that money to my kids yeah sounds really good that would be really nice maybe maybe get to the grandkids or whatever uh but no you need time to let the dust settle a little bit really settle into what you think the new reality looks like and how do we how do we adjust from that um you know the other just, the other things that when we talk about mistakes that uh that we see people make sometimes on the front end is and it kind of links in with kind of the wrong spouse dies first uh sometimes people have choices with things like uh, annuity payouts or pension payouts or those types of things and they they don't they assume a certain outcome and they make certain choices there so for example uh i may have a pension that i could choose where i get the full pension while i'm living but if i die my spouse gets nothing or I can take less than a pension, but if I die, my spouse gets some. Uh, well, those are financial calculations that we can help with and many times people go into those thinking oh there's only one or two options i'm just going to choose one that that seems right uh and in the end ultimately they end up in the wrong choice and so on the front end when you're getting into retirement having kind of this mindset around you know how do we plan for that and how do we maximize what we're given uh in our retirement benefits can making the decision there can drastically affect the outcome uh, for the remaining spouse so
0: And when you say, like, before retirement, like, are you meaning, like, in your 30s, your 40s? Yeah,
1: so those decisions are usually made at time of retirement. So I'm getting ready to go into retirement. The year before I go to retirement, here's when I start making some of those decisions. Okay, start setting up
0: for, okay.
1: Yep. Uh, Yeah, and and really, you know, when you you think about uh, what does that look like? What does post-spouse kind of life look like? Uh, It really still comes down to lifestyle desires. It comes down to uh, what do I want to be doing in retirement? It comes down to how do I want to spend my time and, you know, all of those things. And so that's why we would say, you don't know what that's going to look like. So don't make those major decisions that are hard to unchange until you give yourself some time to just catch your breath a little bit. Yeah,
0: I feel like it's, it's such a heavy topic and there's so many, obviously, like you don't know which spouse is going to go first. Like all those things can make such a difference, but um, I feel like setting yourself up with a book of knowledge and, and having some, especially a, a trusted financial advisor. I know that's the business we're in. So it sounds um, cheesy or corny, but that, I mean, that's a huge, huge piece of.
1: Well, and what happens is, and and again, not to uh, upsell a little bit, but, uh, but what happens is as an advisor, as a financial advisor in particular, we typically are the link to many parts of your business or parts of your life. Meaning we know who your accountant is. We know who your attorney is. Uh, we know where your banking relationships are. We, you know, so there's a- l- You can talk to
0: the kids.
1: Correct, Before and yeah. after
0: you can kind of- work as a middleman or like delivering some news or yep. yeah. <laughs> or kind of helping to have those conversations.
1: No, a hundred percent. Well, and that's one area where, you know, when we talk about mistakes that sometimes people make, sometimes people keep the kids out of their financial matters. Uh, they like it's, it, which I don't necessarily all the way understand. Uh, Because it's a way for you to pass on your legacy, pass on your thought process. You know, you've accumulated things over the course of a lifetime and you've accumulated knowledge. So many times sharing what what you have with your children not only can help them grow, help them to develop their knowledge base, all that kind of stuff, but really it can help set you up so that if something happens to one of you, it's much easier for them to step in now. Uh and now it's like you have somebody else that you can lean on to help make decisions. And you know, one of the biggest things we hear when somebody loses a spouse, the their biggest loss in that is now everything falls to me and I have nobody to talk to about right. it. Uh And so sometimes having bringing broadening that circle a little bit, uh, and that I wouldn't say share everything with all of your kids, you know. But but if you can say you know somebody knows what's going on, um,
0: and we both trust them, and we both made this decision together, like kind of gives them some time to ask the questions to you before you're you pass away or
1: absolutely. And so a lot of times we'll even offer uh with our clients to have a family meeting, you know, to sit down and kind of lay out and it does not have to be detailed, does not have to say, you know, they've got $200 in this account type of thing, uh, but it can lay out broadly. Here's how it works. And then usually uh, couples will pick one person to be their trustee or their power of attorney. And it's with that individual that we share more of the details so that if something ever happens, it's a much easier transition.
0: I can remember even mom and dad having some conversations. One dad knew he was sick kind of saying, hey, look, this is what I laid out today. Things are going to change. Yep. Like, so we trust him, obviously, you know, like having those kind of thoughts too about like, hey, We set this up now, but this is a trusted advisor Mm -hmm. I feel like can.
1: Well, and and to that point, you know, many times as people put together their estate plan and they're choosing, who do I want to be my healthcare power of attorney? Who do I want to be my Mm -hmm. uh, financial power of attorney? Those things. The problem is that I love all of my children the right. same. I don't want, you know, child number three to feel like, what, did mom and dad not trust me to do that? They always pick child number two or, you know, whatever. And so sometimes having those family meetings, while well, they're uncomfortable, it's not fun, It's but sometimes it can help to explain what the logic and the thought process is behind it uh, so that it, just everybody's on the same well,
0: page. Especially before the emotion of losing a spouse or a parent comes into play, and mm-hmm. now you're also trying to have this. Emotional conversation also. Yeah, no, so. exactly. All right. Well, let's wrap up this very light uh, <laughs> Hearted, conversation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Any uh, closing thoughts before we wrap up?
1: You know, I think the only closing thought that I have is that uh, usually it's a much more daunting conversation than people, that people think it's much more daunting than it really is. Many times with just uh, 45 minutes with your advisor uh, can really go a long way and prepare you. Uh, And the, the other thing is, I think next time we're talking more about like hobbies and fun things yeah. to do in retirement so, uh, so it's not always
0: about this. yeah it
1: was not gonna always be doing we'll we'll have some fun stuff too coming but i up.
0: think it's kind of to your point it's that's one of those things where it's been on your mind and it takes up so much of your mind space where if you would just sit down and address it for 45 minutes and then you can kind of check it off and get it off your list and you're like oh that wasn't as bad as i 100 made it seem so yep. yeah I can no. i can understand that All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. As Tim said, our next topics are lighter, a little bit more hobby focused. So we hope you stick around for the next episodes. If you found any of this valuable, please like, and subscribe to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel, and we will see you again soon.